Welcome to Success Coaching with Eric Reed. This show is for you if you'd like to develop more strategic growth in your business and in your life, become more profitable, and develop the strategies to leading a happier, more balanced life. And now your host, Eric Reed. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody, for joining me back here on Success Coaching Radio. Yes, I have a confession to start the show off. I missed a week or two. You know, and it wasn't that for any other reason except I had overcommitted myself. I had been going in about five or ten different directions, and I just I couldn't get here. And I kept saying, I'm going to catch up, I'm going to catch up, I'm going to catch up. And like I would tell any of my coaching students, don't waste the energy trying to catch up. Pick a new point and start. And so that's what I decided today. I said, you know what? I had the best of intentions, but the impact I was trying to make didn't reach what I wanted. And instead of spending so much time and energy and guilt and frustration wrapped around the idea that I had failed or I wasn't good enough or I had messed, you know, all of that that we can get ourselves caught up in, I said, no, what? No, 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 no. Up until now, and now here I go, and I stepped in. So I am so glad that you returned with me and that you are here to spend about the next 30 minutes talking about success, thinking about success, building your success, because that's what Success Coaching Radio is all about. So welcome, everybody, and welcome those who are longtime listeners, and I can see that, and I welcome it, and it, it, it warms my heart. Got to tell you, it warms my heart to have you here each week. And those of you that might be discovering us for the first time, whether live or through the replay or podcast or iTunes, welcome. My name is Eric Reed. I'm a success coach. And what I do is I help people live life with success. Now, that may be a very confusing topic for some because some of us aren't really sure what success is. We're not really clear on what success is. And I'm going to tell you it's an individual thing. Now, somebody may think success is a Beachfront home, fancy car, money in the bank, an Academy Award, a Pulitzer Prize, finishing a book, losing weight, running a marathon. Whatever your your definition of success is, that's what we want to dive into. That's what we want to do each day. It's interesting. I spent a lifetime, it feels like, chasing after success because somebody had painted a picture once of what success should look like for me. And I spent all my energy and all my time and everything I had trying to obtain it. And even when I came close, and sometimes I actually grabbed a hold of what somebody would say was success, it all got moved around and rearranged. And pretty soon I was considered unsuccessful because of this or that. And the frustration and disappointment and anger and depression, true depression that sat in on me because I wasn't feeling as if I was ever going to have success was taking over my life. And I knew I had to stop it. I knew I had to get off the hamster wheel. I knew that there had to be a better way. And once I began to unpack that and start down that journey of what would today, just today, this now look like if I lived fully into my dream, fully into my vision, mission, purpose, and passion, now, I may not get it all right, and I may not get to the finish line, but I'm going to be living into it. And that's where the idea of living with success comes. I'm going to be living with it, not chasing after it, 
And so that's what we're going to share for the next 20, 30 minutes, is ideas and philosophies and thoughts about living with success. Sometimes I'll share a personal story. Sometimes I won't. You know, it's up to, it's up to me. I get to be the host. But let's get into it. Let's, let's dive in. And those of you that are returning know that we get out our notebooks and we begin to take notes and we begin to make this not just passive learning, but active learning. And to help you with that, it, there is a new course. It's up on successcoachingu, the letter U, dot com. And it is learn to make a statement, or I'm sorry, discover you, learn to make a statement. We're talking about finding that vision and finding that mission statement and learning how to make it. And also 11 Days of Awareness is still up there. And those are both free courses. So if you haven't taken part, go out, find them, start them. You can start them at any point. But what I want to talk to you today is about intent versus impact. Now, I don't think there is a better way to start it than maybe with a, a visual story, because I'm a storyteller. I like to teach through stories. So take a moment and just imagine for a moment you're standing with your friends at the local park. You know, you're, you're taking a Saturday off. You're, you're there with your friends and family. You're enjoying a summer day. You smell the hot dogs in the background burning, because they always burn. And, and all of a sudden, you don't know me, but I walk right up, like right into your space, holding a Frisbee. I wind up and I throw the Frisbee and it, boom, straight in your face. Now, understandably, you're angry, insulted. You're a little bit irate. And, and as your nose begins to bleed and you cast a few choice words at me and you begin to make some threats. And I respond is, oh, 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 I didn't mean to hit you. That was never my intent. I was simply trying to throw the Frisbee to my friend over there. Now, visibly upset, you're still like, dude, dude, look, 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 my nose, my face. Like, I'm bleeding. But I refuse to really give you an apology. I simply say, I'm sorry your face got in the way of my Frisbee. I never intended to hit you. Now, I know that sounds absurd, and probably would be very infuriating to you if you were standing there because your nose is bleeding and you're in, in pain. But that's what happens all the time. We make these statements where we, we, we have this, well, you know, there are certain people, Paula Dean and Alec Baldwin and political figures, our uncles and our aunts and our cousins and our brothers and our sisters, who will say something and when they see our anger or our frustration or our, our pain, they'll say, oh, I never meant any harm. That was never my intent. I'm not that way. You know, I, I'm not a racist. I'm not a sexist. I'm not against that. No, 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 no. Please forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. That's not what I intended. Now, I can't tell you how often I've seen people attempt to deflect the criticism about their their. Their, their lack of connectivity, their lack of awareness, their lack of sensitivity by saying that was never my intent. You know, what does the intent of your actions really matter if your actions have the impact of harming another? If it was not your intent, 
that does not excuse the impact you had on other people's lives. Just because you meant to throw the Frisbee to your friend over there, it doesn't dismiss the fact that my nose is bleeding and my eyes are turning black. Just because what you said was not what I heard, the, the impact that it had on my heart and on my spirit and on my soul does not excuse the fact that it occurred. And yet we feel so comfortable and confident to walk around saying, well, that was never my intent. I had this moment as a dad when my son was walking out of karate class and my son, you know, it was taking him a little while to adapt to the environment and what needs to happen. And, and so I was beginning to feel really proud because he was locking it in. You know, he, he was nailing it, so to speak. And, you know, like dads all do with sons walking out of karate class. I was giving him a list of compliments and I was telling him how great he had done at this and how proud I was for him doing this and that, 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 that. And I said, but, and before I could finish the t- sound in the word, he said, so nothing else, I didn't do anything else right. Now for me, what was coming after the, but was it one more, th- how he could go from 99.9% good to a hundred percent. But all he heard was the but. Now that wasn't my intention in the conversation to make him feel bad and to make him feel like a failure and to make him think I was disappointed. That wasn't the intention, but the impact nonetheless had harmed him, had hurt him, had set him back. And as we move through our businesses, as we move through our lives, often we build up this energy of my intentions are good, my intentions are good, I'm going, I'm going, I'm driving, I'm driving, I'm pushing, I'm pushing, I'm going to, I'm going to. And assume that everybody knows what we're feeling. Assume that everybody knows what our intention is and that we're allowed to dismiss the impact that it's having on their lives. And we actually expect them to say, well, you know, Eric was never like that. That's not Eric's heart. That's not Eric's spirit. That's not Eric's intent as if they're supposed to go around and fix the bloody noses for us. And it relieves us of some massive responsibility. And that's not the truth. That's not the reality. The fact is we have to be responsible for the impact as well as the intention. For people to be able to move towards us, we have to be willing to communicate into the gap between intention and impact. We have to be willing to see the gap and know that not everything we're saying is having the impact we want. And then being able to honestly go back and apologize and saying, that was not my intention. My intention was this, the way that I conducted it, the way that I acted, the way that I moved towards it was not what I wanted to have happen. Who we are is reflected not in our intention, but the impact we have. Now, we've all met somebody like that. I mean, I guarantee you, you know somebody that walks into a room, and by the time they walk out, you have formed an opinion of them. And it could be negative. It could be sour. It could be a little bit ugly. And that was not their intention. I had a boss once, high D personality. If you've studied DISC profiles, you'll understand that's a driver personality, a go, 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 get it, get it, get it, done, done, done personality. They could go through a room 
going from the front of the office to the back of the office, and you could see a wake of bodies in their midst. And it wasn't because that was their intention, was to mow everybody down and get, you know, to, to, to li- literally leave a field of whimpering, crying coworkers. It was their intention was to get done what needed to get done. But until they had come to the awareness of the impact that they were having, they weren't successful. It wasn't happening for them. Teams would come and form and then disintegrate. And teams would come and form and disintegrate. And they always blamed it on the hiring or on the pay or the position and never realizing that the impact that they were having was what was being destructive to the team. And so what I want to sort of talk to you about is are you aware of the impact that you are having every day? How do you communicate to your team? How do you communicate to your spouse? How do you communicate to your son after, so- after karate practice? Because it is in the communication that we grow our influence. And as John Maxwell teaches us, leadership is influence. Nothing more, nothing less. And if we expect successful in our businesses and in our careers and in our lives and in our relationships, we have to grow our leadership. So we have to grow our influence and we grow our influence by growing our ability to communicate and have an impact on people. The single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it is taking place when in truth it isn't. We all think we're being heard. And there has been over the last decade or so, this phenomenon of people going, yep, yep, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yep, yep, mm -hmm, mm -hmm," as if they're, they're receiving the information and processing it, when in truth, they're just echoing that they are still engaged. I don't believe there are, we cannot assume that just because somebody's like, yep, yep, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, got it, got it, yep, shut, that it actually registered, that it, it, it received and it was communicated. One of the tools that I use when I work with couples as a coach and a counselor, is often what I heard you saying is. Because I want to make sure that the communication between the two individuals is what one person said, not always what the one person heard. And it's amazing if you do this with somebody and they say something and you say, what I heard you saying is. They'll say, no, what I meant was. And back and forth and two or three layers deep, It's a whole different conversation. And that's where communication is. That's where we begin to grow. And that illusion that it has taken place is because we live in such a rapid paced world. We live in this micro society that we've got to be able to to share an idea in 144 characters or whatever it is, that we can just send it out there and everybody will understand that my intention can be contained and the impact will be felt without me having to clarify and communicate. If you don't slow down and listen in and watch and review and reflect on what the impact you're having on the people around you is, I promise you this. You will wake up one day and wonder where everybody has gone. They will have walked away because they stopped making excuses between your intention and your impact and they realized that you were no longer listening and that you no longer cared. Everyone, everyone 
has the deep desire to be heard. And if you cannot hear, you cannot impact. So how can we avoid these little mistakes? Well, first, the easy one is think personal. In order to build trust, leaders need to have an understanding of the people they're actually leading. Understanding and trust go hand in hand. This means making an effort to understand your employees or your spouse or the people you're around. They're not just drones. They're not just robots that receive information and process it as it was received. It's important to try and understand who they are, who they actually are, what their situation is, what their history is, what their language, what their culture, what their values and beliefs are. Now I'll give you an example. When I first moved south, I was teaching a class or leading a group, and up north in Minnesota, we have an expression, you guys. And it's a general term that means anybody and everybody in the room, you guys. You guys need to do this. You guys need to do that. It's just sort of an inclusive, royal we-ness of the Minnesotas. And when I moved south, I started using that. And I get a call from the HR director, and she brings me in, and she says, some of the women in the class feel as if you're being racist. Or and I said, say, what? I mean, I'm just saying you guys. And she said, I know, but let me just tell you, this is the impact you're having. They're feeling separated. They're feeling as if you're only speaking to the men, and they're being sidelined. I said, okay, thank you for raising my awareness. That wasn't my intent. I'll make a change. So the next day during the course, again, I, I begin, I'm consciously aware, and I'm thinking, okay, don't say you guys. Don't say you guys. Don't say you guys. So what comes out next, the most neutral and beige and bland word that comes to my vocabulary is you people. I figured nobody can be offended because you people means men and women, old and young, non-gender. I got this. I'm leading the charge. Well, anybody in the South has already figured out I'm on my way back down to HR by lunchtime. And this time, the director is like raising her hands like, oh, my God, what are we going to do with you? I mean, you're a phenomenal teacher, but what are we going to do with you? I said, what's going on? She said, do you know what the term you people means in the South? I was like, no, I'm from Minnesota. That's how this whole problem began. And she went on to explain the history and the culture of the phrase you people and how it was considered a class and a racist issue. And that when I was saying it, there were some people in the, in the, the room that were being offended hearing it over and over. And I'm like, oh. Really, that was not my intention. Well, I tried to fake a few you-alls through the remainder of the class, but what I realized was I had to think of the people that were receiving the message. My intentions were great, but I didn't understand the culture and the language and the people and the situation that I was speaking into, and I had to make sure that I was in tune with them if I wanted to be heard. The other thing I was able to do in that situation was the, step, the second step is I was able to listen with an open mind. Now, I didn't become defensive and say, well, everybody's got to get over themselves. That wasn't my intention. I'm going to continue to say you guys. No, I said, okay, I'm listening. I'm open-minded. So listening with an open mind, if you're a successful leader or an entrepreneur, you probably achieved your success because you had a brilliant idea and you worked hard terrific in the job you did. You also probably had to learn to effectively communicate through that open-mindedness. So when you feel that your impact and intention are disconnected, have an open mind. Ask a question or two. Listen into what's going on. 
you know, as I said, I could have gone back and said, it's everybody else's problems. It's not mine. I'm sorry your face was in the way of my frisbee while I was trying to throw it. Next time you should move your face. But I didn't. I said, okay, let me have an open mind. Let me be flexible. It's more important for me to communicate and make an impact on this than to be right. The third thing you can do is open up to your mistakes or own up to your mistakes. So often we fail to say, I'm sorry, because we feel as if it will mean we lose ground as a leader, as if we give up some magic hilltop with a flag planted on it. If we simply say, oh, I'm sorry, that was my, not my intention. What I wanted to communicate was I failed to look at, I failed to listen into, I failed to be aware of, I was not educated in these areas. If I own my mistake and open myself up for growth, guess what? The other person moves towards me and says, you know what? I know what your heart was. You chose the wrong words, but you had the right intention. And now that the two are connected, I can hear you. So when it comes to communicating, mistakes and misreads are inevitable. It's going to happen. But be prepared to manage the conflict. If something you said is perceived in a way you think you didn't intend, check in and ask the receiver. And if they ask you for further clarification, provide it. And then check in again and check in again and check in again. If, in fact, they informed you that the message was not received in the way it was intended, ask why. Then be flexible and communicate again and again. Ask them how you could better deliver the message. Because ultimately, the tool of communication is not in the ability to hear ourselves speak, but in order to connect to other people. To effectively communicate, we must realize that we are all different. And in a way, we perceive, in the way we perceive the world, in the situation, in the conversation, in the nuances. You know, an example of this that I often use is if I say the word orange and asked each of you to take a moment and write down what that meant to you, I would get some people writing down a fruit. Some people might write down a color. Some people write down a security code. Some people might write down, I don't know, a far off place where they first encountered. You know, we would all have a different connection to that word. So it's a little naive of me and really quite self-centered of me to think that just because I said it, everybody heard it the way I wanted. Our job as leaders, as entrepreneurs, as people building success is to make sure we understand that this tool called communication is a two-way street. When you're leading any group of people, you've got to understand how to communicate within a given audience and situation to be most effective. True, no two people are organized identically in their thinking, and thus neither of us are able to communicate strategically without having some filters and processing occurring. However, when you take the time to bring your intentions and your impacts back into alignment, you will grow your business. You will grow your relationships. You will grow your team. You will grow your success. To race through blindly, tossing frisbees at friends' faces, 
and then expecting them to understand that that was not your intention is not going to work. It will blow up. And you may wake up with a Frisbee on your face one day and somebody standing over you saying, oh, I'm sorry, that wasn't my intention. Because we can only take we, we can only be held accountable, not for our intention, but for the impact that we've had. Now, I know that this seems like we've gone back and forth on the idea of intention versus impact. Intention is what I want to accomplish. Impact is what is perceived outside of me. My job is to try and bring those two things as closely together as possible, to bring that into alignment at the highest level possible through my actions, through my reflections, through my planning, through my strategy, through my words, not simply because it was a good intention. We've all heard that expression, the road to hell is paved with good intention. You know, I'm not sure I want to head down that road blindly when I know that all I need to do is slow down and listen. Now, I was able to successfully bring that course into completion. I learned to fake a few y'alls throughout the conversation. I learned that to use you guys without an explanation that I'm from Minnesota and what it means, and realizing that you people had a history that I wasn't a part of, that people were still connected to, made me a more effective leader. I took ownership. I listened. I tried to figure out what was most important what pieces of the message, what pieces I wanted to deliver and make sure that they landed in the right place so that they could grow. And I dismissed the other things, like my ego, like my, my sense of needing to be, to, to, to be heard versus to let the other person hear. So I'm going to encourage you today. Walk through and ask, is the impact I'm having what my intention was? If you're leading a group or leading a team, ask them, do you understand what my intention is? Is my intention clear? Am I making the right impact? If your teams and if your company and your family and you are struggling and you feel like you're always rinsing and repeating and rebuilding and frustrated and exhausted and that nobody is doing what you thought they should be doing and it seems really clear to you and why isn't it happening? You're not communicating. You're not having effective impact. And people are picking up on that disconnection and they're running around crazy trying to make it happen and they can't because you have not slowed down long enough to truly communicate. You've simply been noise in the background of life and people after a while give up listening. And I don't want that to happen to you. I don't want that to happen to your dream and your vision for what can happen in your life. So that's why we get together and do things like this is to bring our awareness, to raise our awareness, to learn a little lesson and then to walk into that lesson between times. I appreciate you being with me today here on success coaching radio. Again, my name is Eric Reed. I'm your success coach and you can find me on Facebook, Eric G. Reed. Not that complicated. R E I D. And Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern, we do a little mini success coaching live. Uh, we share little lessons like this so that we can start our day with, success. And, you know, the, the success coaching you has a lot of courses that you can take and invest in yourself. And then showing up here every Friday uh, for this radio show is another way you can continue to grow because this is a journey. Our success is something we want to live into daily. And when we invest in it, 
we get really big returns. I promise you. When you invest in you with fullness, you get more than 100% return. You get like 100 times 100 times 100 times return because you're chasing your dream. Or not chasing, you're living your dream. I'm sorry, chasing, no. You're, you're walking into your dream. You're, you're purposeful and intentional on it. And so I thank you for allowing me to be here as part of that with you. I thank you for allowing me to share these little bits of success with you so that you can continue to grow and develop. And if you need me for anything, find me. You know, ericgreed.com. There's enough links and enough social media that you can find me. You can always reach out to me at eric at ericgreed.com and ask a question. I got many of them from the radio show, and I love that about it. If you go to live.ericgreed, you'll find past episodes and guest appearances on other radio shows. It is my goal and desire to be able to pour into you so that you can live life with success. So until we get together again next Friday, go out, live life with success. Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to ericgreed.com. That's ericgreed.com. And like us on Facebook slash Eric G. Reed Success Coaching. Join us next time for Success Coaching with Eric Reed.